you call him daddy? Do I call her daddy? Call her daddy. (laughs) This episode is presented by Sparkling Ice. Turn up summer with sparkling ice. They have over 17 anything but subtle flavors, all made with zero sugar and packed with vitamins and antioxidants. Iced tea and lemonade, strawberry watermelon, tropical punch, peach nectarine. Yum. Crank up the flavor. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Call Her Daddy. It is your now single father, Alex Cooper, back at it again for another episode. Holy fucking shit, that felt good. It's been so fucking long. Damn. I've been trying to sit down and record this episode. And every time I've gone to do it, genuinely, I didn't know how to start it. But I have to tell you guys and daddy gang, I have never felt more fucking support from you guys. This week has been one of the craziest fucking weeks of my entire life. I feel... As much as I am alone, I'm not fucking alone at all. And I want to let you guys know how much I appreciate that support because it has kept me going. It's the reason I'm in this fucking chair right now. The only way I could take this on by myself, I've been doing 80 plus episodes with a co-host. How the fuck does one podcast alone? I don't fucking know, but I'm here because of you guys, because you guys are saying I can do it. You guys are supporting me. So here we fucking are. I'm going to talk a little bit about the overall situation, what has gone down. Then I'm going to present you a huge new addition that is coming to this show that I am so fucking excited about. And then I'm going to dedicate questions of the week for this episode solely to the entire situation. The funeral now. I asked the daddy gang before I came to record, what are questions that you still have about the situation? Obviously, I'm aware this is fucking rocked everyone. I mean, it feels like the whole fucking world is involved in this shit. So it's important to me that I give you guys as much clarity on the situation as possible. The last back and forth big communication that Sophia and I had with each other was fucking awful she said some things to me that I can't imagine ever saying to a friend and I think you know you're best friends with someone and this shit happened so fucking quickly you don't expect it to go down like this I I get so many texts like how are you feeling I'm like I don't know how should I feel right now so I want to kind of 
get a little deep with you guys here. And this isn't going to be a normal call her daddy podcast because I think that I would literally be a sociopath if I was like, and today, folks, the Cooper special, get down on that dick and slurp the fuck out of it. It's like, no, bitch, like you just lost your best friend. The whole show is different. So I need to take a minute and go through this with you guys. It's so crazy because when this podcast started, I remember going into it not knowing if one person was going to listen to it. No concept of even where we were going to upload it. I didn't know what an RSS feed was. It was like I had no fucking clue. So when we went to record Call Her Daddy in the very beginning, we just said whatever the fuck we wanted. The industry is so crazy. When you start and you don't have anyone listening, you say whatever the fuck you want. There are no parameters. And it's weird because I'm sitting here today knowing that millions of people are listening to me. And it's fucking terrifying. It's what I live for, but it's also fucking terrifying. I'm 25 years old. I've never had a platform like this. I mean, picture yourself sit down in front of a microphone and every single word you say is going to be dissected and picked up by millions of people. And I'm aware that that is what I signed up for. And it's honestly the best fucking job in the world. It really fucking is. But it is also terrifying. I just realized that people are going to be like, Kate, bitch, you literally talk about sucking dick. Why all of a sudden are you nervous to talk? It's like, I, oh, okay, I understand. I think what I mean by that is last night I was thinking so far on this show, I have shown the side of myself that is so outgoing, social, talk about sex, crazy, wild shit. I've even told everyone I'm going to release a blowjob that's named after myself. Like, bitch, there is no limit. But when I dropped that YouTube video, guys, I had to obviously be the Alex that walks into business meetings. And I've never shown that side of myself on this show. Probably because I think as the show got bigger, it wasn't quote unquote on brand. I think obviously the worst thing is when you look at the industry and you see people become so inauthentic. It's like people lose themselves. And that's the last fucking thing I want to happen. So in a weird fucking way, although I lost my best friend and the show, the show has literally gotten turned on its fucking head. I can't help but think it was kind of a blessing and a reset moment. I was in bed. Well, not literally, but I was in bed with someone that was literally in bed with the wrong people. And I think there are so many people listening. You guys don't even have to be in the fucking entertainment industry. You can be a teacher. You can be a doctor. You can work at a fucking restaurant. You can be a bartender, wherever. This kind of shit can happen anywhere. You get involved with the wrong people and it affects everyone around you. But having a platform today on social media exploits it tenfold. So what I'm trying to say is I think as I've had time to process this over the past few weeks, I'm like, what, what, where do I go from here? What do I do? I think I didn't know. I didn't know if you guys, the listeners would accept the side of me about my education, about the way I was raised, about my friends outside of my co-host 
and the family I have. And my fucking parents have been married for over 35 fucking years. I think if anyone looks at Alex Cooper, they're like, degenerate whore like literally crawled out of a sewer but it's like no I my parents are the most in love fucking couple you know you start a sex podcast in comedy and it blows the fuck up and every single week there is this enormous amount of pressure stay funny be funny say something crazy stay relevant top last week's episode and I'm sitting here right now and I'm like, I just want to talk about real shit. Not that it wasn't real before. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to discredit anything. It was, it was so fucking real. But I think what ended up happening is like, it got too formatted. It was too forced. We felt like we had to have a sex topic every fucking week. And it's like, well, what if I like literally didn't have sex that week? What if I hadn't tried like a new move on a weenie? Like, what the fuck? Why would I force it? Like, <laughs> literally, I'm like, oh, my God. OK, blowjob, blowjob. But what if I haven't sucked a dick in two weeks? What do you want from me? You know what I mean? So it's like instead of forcing it, having to have a sex segment every week, it's like, why not talk instead about what I feel in that moment or whatever the fuck is going on in my life? But what if people don't want that? They want the crazy all the time. I don't know. It's it's fucking wild. It's like I, I've been able to talk to my family about it for a while. And a part of me feels like I can take a deep breath right now because maybe this is a blessing. Maybe I can actually finally merge my entire life into this show and not just keep it so sexualized. I feel like people are listening to them. They're, they're like freaking out. They're like, is this bitch about to go Bible thumper on our assholes? Like, Alex, don't leave us. Listen, sex is always going to be at the forefront of our minds. I know there are men listening to this right now. ASMR, you're horny. I'm just kidding. But like, I get it. We're all fucking horny. Sex is never going to be not a part of this motherfucking show. How could I abandon that? It's literally always on the tip of my fucking mind. I'm always horny. I always want to talk about sloppy fucking blowjobs. I love giving a goddamn blowjob. But <laughs> sorry. But what else? What else? And I think this new era, this new fucking like single father, I'm like, call her daddy can be whatever the fuck we want it to be, whatever we need it to be. And I think I tried to not show a side of myself, the business side, the human side. And I want to change that. I think it's important to be real with you guys. I also apologize if this situation has hurt you, daddy gang. Like, obviously it fucking hurt me, but you trusted us. You did not see this coming. Like, I had a little bit of a heads up here, like, was dealing with this behind the scenes. Like, I got to cry to my therapist for, like, a few weeks. Like, not great moments, but I got to deal with it. I had my family supporting me and trying to get me through this. This was a surprise to you guys, and I am very aware of that. So, I guess why I'm bringing this up is because I want to hear from you guys. Do you want me to keep talking about this whole situation for a few more episodes? It literally is a breakup. We're mourning the loss of someone basically. And I know as women, we need to talk about things. I know the men are like, bitch, just give us the fucking sex tips. Just wrap it the fuck up. 
but women we fucking love to talk about shit we can drag shit on i can drag shit on i could sit on this fucking podcast and talk for three motherfucking hours like i swear to god so i want to know do you guys want me to continue to talk about this so we can basically like virtually grieve together or do we say fuck it we're better off without those motherfuckers pick our shit up phase two this motherfucker and bounce out never talk about it again i don't know I don't know. That's why I'm asking you guys. I am sorry that shit changed. And I feel like it's a really weird fucking situation because we're dealing with this. And while the world is like in chaos too, like none of us expected motherfucking Corona, but here we are and we adapt this whole fucking brand the daddy gang knows best is how to be savage and fucking finesse. And I haven't changed. I'm still fucking here. I'm sitting in this seat and you guys are giving me the courage to do that. So I want to fucking hear from you guys. I want to know, do we need more time? Do we want to talk about this? Do we need time to process this all together? We're grieving or fuck it. I don't know. Let's think about it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Some things work so well. It's basically magic. Like my favorite highlighters that I'm like, wow, how did you all of a sudden make me look glowing? And you know what else really works, Daddy Gang? Shopify. It is a global commerce platform that helps you sell. I've seen a big difference in my online merch sales. They are especially good at turning browsers into buyers. I can see someone that's been on the site but didn't check out or someone that checked out and then is revisiting the site. Like if you want to grow your business, Daddy Gang, sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash unwell, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash unwell. All right. I'm like sweating like profusely like trying to keep cool getting into this fucking segment because there before I started recording this episode there was a um a new discovery a new part of the story that came out if you guys saw on Dave's social media Scooter Braun (laughs) reached out to Erica and Dave calling on behalf of Sophia and Peter Nelson I've tried to be very um, calm. I've tried to be very appropriate. I've tried to be very respectful. I think if anyone listens to this show, you know that I can be everything but that. But in this whole situation, people's lives are being affected. And I've tried to be the complete opposite of who you know me as on Call Her Daddy. Not today, motherfuckers. I need to fucking address the fact that men with these big ass names in this industry are trying to come in and finesse their way into call her fucking daddy. First, it's suit man. Go fuck yourself. Then agents at WME trying to adjust my contract. I've never met you again. Go fuck yourself. And now, Scooter fucking Braun, beep, beep, motherfucker, why are you here? Why are you? Also, like, it's not that I, like, fucking hate him. I don't even know the guy. But, like, fuck off. You're putting yourself in a situation where you're trying to involve yourself in drama that you don't know about. 
again, I don't know if you guys know or you saw, but Sophia and Peter Nelson had Scooter Braun call on behalf of them and try to convince Erica and Dave, give us a piece of Collar Daddy. We're, we're willing to just take 50 per- Oh, you're willing. Oh, you're willing. No fucking shit. I want to address this because it's like, you know what? I would love to ask Scooter Braun. I would love to ask Peter Nelson. What do you know about Collar Daddy? Can you go ahead? Name me some uh, terms. What is the show really about? Below the surface, what is the daddy gang? Who is the daddy gang? Tell me. They can't because they don't give a fuck about this fucking brand. They want a piece of the pie. They know the thing makes a lot of fucking money. That's it. Scooter Braun calling on behalf of Call Her. Oh, we're willing. Yep, yep. First of all, why don't you go start by giving Taylor Swift her fucking music back? I'm good. Daddy gang's fucking good. We're good. Please stay the fuck away from us. I'm sorry, but like, holy fucking shit. I didn't plan on this being in the episode, but like, fuck off. Because at this point, my old co-host is trying to have men come in and play penis games over a show that they do not know jack fucking shit about. They care about the money. They don't care about the fucking fans. They don't care about the fucking daddy game. They don't know shit. Now seeing them calling in like these big names thinking this is going to change our fucking minds. I want to be very fucking clear to every single man in the industry that wants to try to come and take a piece of the daddy gang again if you're considering calling on behalf of Peter Nelson and Sophia Franklin suck my fucking dick we are not for fucking sale you can't just call and be like yep we're ready to take 50% of the daddy gang we don't want you it's sad but it's just reaffirming to me that I made the goddamn right decision I need to drink water right now because I think I just pooped and peed my pants at the same time. I just got so mad. Let's all take a breath. All right. I need to take a water break. God damn. This shit is hard doing on my own. I'm used to having someone that like I take water. She talks. Give me a second. All right. I'm hydrated. This is exciting. This is going to be like a more upbeat part of the fucking episode. So sorry if this has been... um, sad but it's also a funeral you know so we gotta be a little fucking respectful I hope all you motherfuckers are wearing black the future of call her daddy I think everyone I'm reading your dms to me and it's like where are we going with this what are we gonna do the future of this show and I risk sounding really fucking corny here but just go with me The future of Call Her Daddy, this show, is whatever the fuck we want it to be. And so I want to have a discussion with you guys about that right now because I'm so fucking excited, trying to be respectful and not be too excited on this episode, but I'm so fucking excited. So I'm going to explain to you guys, moving forward, a segment that I want to bring into the show. My plan is that a daddy gang member will be making an appearance almost every single episode over this next year. 
And who fucking knows? Maybe I'll hit it off with one of you and we'll vibe and then you can become my new co-host. Who fucking knows? But this is how it's going to work. I want you guys, the daddy gang, to come on and tell us your story. You're going to send in your wildest stories, your deepest stories, any story that you think the daddy gang wants to hear. For now, with Corona, I'm going to have to do um, phone interviews with you so we don't die. Um, But then I'm going to play it for the daddy gang every single week in these episodes. So you guys essentially get to pick the content for a segment each week. I think it's going to be cool. I also think it's a way to get to know each other. I understand that there's so many people around the world. Like every time I see people DM me like, oh, I'm, I'm in Australia or I'm in the UK. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is wild. Like sometimes I forget how far the reach is. So this is a worldwide show. Everyone is listening from fucking everywhere. So if you want to stay anonymous, that's totally fine. You can come on the show and we won't plug you and we won't say your name. We will totally respect that. If you choose to share your identity and who you are, I will give the daddy gang all of your information. Not like creepy, like phone number, address, hit them up. Um, No, I mean like I'll give them your Instagram and your Twitter. We'll post you on the Caller Daddy social media. And so the daddy gang can hype you the fuck up and you're going to get mad ass followers. I think that this, it's a way more inclusive show. And that's what I want it to be because at the end of the day, this show has a community of people that have basically become family. I read on the internet when this whole thing was going down, I remember reading people being like, God damn, if this show ends, can we at least all stay connected? Like, that's how much you fucking guys are, like, in this. Like, you, we are literally a fucking gang. We still need a gang sign. But I see the threads of people. I see you guys trying to meet daddy gang in your areas. So why not help facilitate that through the biggest fucking platform that is the show? I think it's really important being the voice right now of this show to emphasize I do not give a fuck what people look like, what your gender is, what your sexual orientation is. If you listen to the Call Her Daddy show and you see someone else, you find out they do too, you have a commonality. You have something that you agree on and you both enjoy. So with this new fucking segment to me, I'm like, let's fucking hang out. Let's ride this year out together. Let's meet. Let's fucking talk. Let's talk about weird ass shit. Let's talk about fun shit, nasty shit, amazing tips, tricks. Like, let's share it all together. This is the coolest fucking listenership on the internet right now. And if it was ever a fucking doubt, I think after this entire situation, it's only proved to literally be the strongest. I believe no other fucking podcast has this diverse of people that essentially pat ourselves all on the fucking back. But like we legit speak a different language. Like if you're not in the daddy gang, you're not going to get some of these jokes. You don't get our shit. You don't get our lingo. And it's not that we're obviously like non-inclusive, but we are aggressive in embracing that we can be whoever the fuck we want to be. And anyone that says otherwise can go fuck themselves. I'm here and I'm using this platform for myself and others to build friendships, not tear them down. And if I've learned one thing from this entire experience, it's like we all have a fucking story and I want to give you guys the platform to tell it. I'm not the only fucking one with a story. (sighs) And that is the word from your goddamn father, a single father. 
God, it sounds, does it have a little bit of a ring to it? A single father, a divorce? I'm divorced, a divorced father, a lonely father. And I got fucking custody of a shit ton of children. I'm just fucking thankful I didn't birth all of you out of my motherfucking vagina because I need that goddamn thing locked and loaded for the end of Corona so I can give it to all my boyfriends. Oh my God. I can't wait to get back and talking about the Canadian and Slim Shady. If they listen to this, they're like, no. Oh, I'm fucking coming for all of you. Okay. So stick with me, guys. Stick with me here. Hang in there, Bruno. I obviously know this is like fucking different. I trust me. I have to get used to it, too. I don't know how to do a podcast alone. I kind of feel like I feel a little narcissistic right now. I'm just sitting here staring at a fucking wall talking. Granted, I do think I can talk for hours, but like, I don't know. It's a bit concerning. I'm figuring it out. That's why I'm like, Daddy Gang, get the fuck in here. I'm going to have guests on. That's the, the whole the whole thing is like, it's not going to just be me. I know all of you are like, oh, thank fucking God, Alex. We love you, but like, Loki, fuck off. I'm aware. I don't want to hear my own voice because I have to edit the, oh my God, I have to edit this show. We all fucking know that drama. But I have to edit the show and I don't think I would make it through this next year if it was just me. So there are going to be guests. There's going to be daddy gang, etc. I'm going to have barstool people come through. Like, trust me, it's not just going to be myself. Oh my God, I just... This next segment is just, it's been so fucking long. And I, and I missed it. I missed it so fucking much because, you know, already where I'm going with it, some of you are cringing. Some of you are getting motherfucking excited because. Let me introduce you to the new question of the motherfucking week, Bible. Oh, fuck. I just lost every fucking follower. Everyone that's like new to the show is like, yo, this girl's fucking annoying. I'm sorry. I had to. Okay. Questions of the week, guys. All right. So questions of the week this week, I decided that we are going to be, well, I'm going to be answering questions from the daddy gang about this entire situation. I know a lot of you still need clarity and still have questions Um, So I'm going to do my best to go through these and explain everything as best as I can because I'm very aware that you guys want to hear. So what did Sophia mean when she kept saying, I want to do the deal 50-50 and I tried to take the deal but couldn't under Alex's terms? Okay, I think this is where Barstool and I are pretty frustrated. Sophia did not take the deal. And when it got held up and there were no more points coming in from her side, we had to move forward without her. That's all it is. Everyone realized she's never going to be happy. There were more and more points and then eventually she stopped sending points and then she never sent her points. She said she wanted it. She never signed it. Um, You know, you have a 50-50 deal in front of you in a partnership that's not 50-50 genuinely I'm like how do you not take that like I literally started to feel crazy I'm like am I the fucking crazy one like why am I agreeing to this hold on um so I I think that's important to emphasize and I I want to make it very clear it seemed to me in my opinion Sophia's 50 50 was about money not labor again never an issue about the labor but the 50 50 she wanted was with regard to money um 
And I honestly, I think that's why it was really frustrating for me. I think anyone would be frustrated in that situation. Sophia's asks were all more, more, more. And I was the one doing the work, work, work. It's like if someone should have been pressing for money, not trying to be like an asshole here, but if someone's going to fucking do the brigade and push for more money, I think it should be fucking me, the one that does more of the work. Okay. Now, what is our living situation? That is one of the biggest fucking questions of this um, in my DMs right now is like, I know you two live together. Like, what the fuck are you going to do? That's awkward as shit. So actually, our lease is up in at the end of July. So we were going to have to move out soon anyways. Um, and so I am going to move out and I'm going to move into a new place and I'm going to live alone. Um, I'm not sure what Sophia's doing. Um, but on my end, I'm really excited. I actually am about to sign on this place that I'm like so fucking excited for. And I'm so excited to move in um, and like film in there. I want to vlog and like show you guys. And so that's yeah, I'm moving out. What? Oh, my God. This is this is the question that needs to be answered. And I need to fucking talk to you guys about this because I am very aware. Why did you guys pretend to be poor? Okay, we made these comments as kind of like a fuck you guys, like fuck Barstool, hello, like why don't wake up, like everyone's telling us we don't make enough fucking money, why the fuck aren't you guys paying us, and we were like angry, like so we did these jabs and these digs in our episodes thinking like maybe someone will fucking hear us and like feel dumb that we're not getting paid more, and it was stupid and it was immature, and I want to apologize because I am very aware we put you guys in the middle of it. Like you guys live and breathe our lifestyle and we were making jabs at Barstool through our content and it was so fucking stupid and immature and I am fully aware of that and I apologize. And I promise that will never fucking happen again. I'm aware of the deal I just signed and I'm so fucking grateful because you guys are the reason that I'm able to sign that deal. So we put you guys in the middle of basically a war we were trying to have with Barstool and we should have just gone and had the conversation with Dave and Erica. Like that was just fucking stupid. And I apologize. Do you plan on participating with Barstool more from here on out? The answer is yes. I grew up in a household where my father has worked for the NHL. So I did not, when we went to like Christmas parties for my dad's work I was skating on the ice with the flyers like I didn't look at my dad in a desk job as an accountant I grew up around athletes I was an athlete my dad was an athlete everyone in my family was athletes I fucking love sports I date athletes let's just be real like fuck you all but it's the truth I love sports so I think barstool yeah I want to engage more I would love to talk about sports and just do more shit with people um and I think that I I want to apologize to everyone at Barstool. I think that they felt like we were too good at times. I think that they thought that we didn't want to be a part of it. But really, at the end of the day, it was because we wanted to focus on this brand and we didn't want to spread ourselves and go on all these different shows. And we chose to stick with Caller Daddy. So I think it's important to, you know, I want to have conversations with that people at Barstool and just be like, listen, let's have a private conversation and talk about this or I'll go on their shows, whatever they want. This is a question that I want to address, and it's difficult, but I think it needs to be addressed. Someone said, was she, was Sophia and Peter's relationship toxic that you could tell? 
And when I read this question, because it was one of the most highly requested questions, I didn't think it's fair for me to comment on the inner workings of someone else's relationship. But I do feel like I need to address it a little bit because it directly affected me and it directly affected the show. Obviously, now you can see. So from what I witnessed from day one, the relationship was extremely controlling. And Sophia had expressed serious concern about it being in a controlling relationship. And I watched Sophia slowly isolate herself with him. Um, I will never forget because this is work related. So when Sophia and I went on our first big trip to L.A., you guys may remember it. We went on Logan Paul's show. We went on Fighter and the Kid and we went on Nick Vial's show. And it was our first big trip for Call Her Daddy. And we I, like I literally was so excited. It was like a dream come true. Like, you know, the, it's like the whole we're going to L.A. and like we're going on shows like that's the fucking dream. So. We're getting ready to go to L.A. And during this time before we leave, and this was very early in Sophia and Peter's relationship, he just so happened to also schedule a business meeting trip that weekend to L.A. And Sophia, prior to the trip, said, hey, you know, this is like Alex and my first work trip, so I may not be able to see you. And from what I was told by her is he essentially threatened her and said you will regret that decision if you do not see me you will regret that like what the fuck (laughs) what are you gonna like what so I remember Sophia being so fucking stressed and I remember us getting there and she was she was like not present she was texting she was texting and I felt bad but I was also so fucking excited that I was like bitch wake up Like, we just, we made it, motherfucker. Like, we're here. Like, this is so exciting. And Sophia was just not present. She was so stressed. And I remember um, before we went on one show, we were um, getting ready. And she made up some dumb lie that after she was getting her hair done, she pretended she was, like, still getting her hair done at this blowout bar. And what she really did is she went to quickly see him. And I'm over here like, this is a work trip. This is our first work trip. I was so excited as best friends more so to just like live this up together. And also trying to jam in as many meetings as possible. And Sophia kept going MIA and and she would leave the hotel room and like it was so sketchy and she like didn't want to tell me because I think she knew like I was upset and she would run and get in his car and then come back. I remember the last night... um, before we left Logan and Mike and everyone um, invited us to go out and Sophia wanted to go see Peter and it fucking sucked. Cause like I wanted to go party with them, but I also knew like we needed to be a united front. People saw us as the call her daddy girls. So if I went after that show with them and I just show up alone, like it's not the way we wanted to present ourselves in the industry. So Sophia left the hotel room and I spent my last night of our trip alone in my hotel room Um, and then the next morning I went to the airport alone. The trip was ruined by Peter. Another question is how my first impression, what was your first impression of suit man? He was fucking weird. Like there's literally a video of Sophia. It's like in our vlog, one of our vlogs for call her daddy. Sophia legit says that for the first few dates, she thought the dude was a serial killer. Like he's fucking weird, but whatever to each his own, I guess. 
Um, how was Dave's rooftop? Oh my God. Like the infamous fucking rooftop. I saw people were like rooftop, roof deck, roof. Like, what is it? It's a roof top deck, right? Is that what it's called? I don't know. Honestly, Dave, shout out. It really, it really wasn't as nice as I was expecting for how rich he is. It was, it was a little, it was like a little grungy, but no, it was fine. I mean, I don't have a fucking rooftop. So Alex, can you please tell people to leave Sophia alone? There is so much poisonous hate being directed towards her right now. And it's so horrible to see. There have been so many cyberbullying related comments. Please tell people to give her her space. Guys, daddy gang, please listen. That is not okay at all, ever. I don't support cancel culture. None of us should. We don't need to agree with Sophia and her decisions, but we absolutely don't need to be bullying her. There's no excuse for that point blank fucking done. Don't need it. Okay. Why do you think Sophia was so against the Barstool rooftop deal? Some people have speculated that Sophia and Suitman were going to go behind your back with the Wondery deal and get some slice under the table and get more money than you in the long run. So it's so fucking crazy because from day one when Peter got involved, my entire family kept warning me, like, listen, we want to be supportive. We don't want to get involved in your business, but just be aware. People don't do shit for free. Okay. Like, he may love her. They're not even fucking married. Like, it's a little weird how invested he is because the amount of documents we were sent, the amount of fucking shit that was sent to us, pages and pages, business plans, how to start our own company, he would always mention, and you're going to need a business manager. So that it, it was weird. And I think um, Sophia had even told me along the way that like he was going to leave HBO and go start some new podcast with his or no, start a podcast company with his friend. So as months went on, she, when shit like that started to come out, I'm like, oh, wonderful. We're just fucked. Good evening, Peter Nelson. Like it was just so obvious that he was there for not just out of the goodness of his princess's heart like oh it was like bitch you want a fucking piece of the pie just say it I'd honestly have more respect if he could just fucking admit it but it's like love of my life I will get you the best deal it's like no and you're gonna get yourself the best fucking deal um Dave, I remember also Dave even told me that his friend was in a meeting um that Peter came into in like the industry and the first fucking thing that Peter said apparently um when he walked into the meeting was to this guy he like shook his hand and he was like do you know call her daddy my girlfriend is Sophia Franklin like what fucking creeper what the fuck is that like hi um I know I'm HBO whatever but also like do you know call her daddy like flex on flex on like okay dude we get it you get your fucking dick sucked like shut the fuck up sorry okay can you guys tell I love him (laughs) like holy shit um okay on a more serious note everyone keeps asking why did we play a part of a Kesha song in the beginning of an episode so during the time when we were getting all of the input and feedback that we were getting exploited you girls are getting exploited you're getting exploited I kind of um, talked about it in my YouTube video during that time when Sophia and I thought we were going to leave. This was prior to us meeting with Dave. We were very emotional and we were not in the right headspace. 
um, no, we were in a bad headspace and we made a poor choice. We made a poor decision to represent a frustration that we had completely lost perspective on. And I don't want to come on here and make an excuse for it, but I do apologize to all of you. I'm sorry. And I can only imagine that you guys took that probably the wrong way. So I I really do apologize, guys. Have you guys been growing apart for a while? It's hard for us listeners to understand how could you guys be so extremely close like sisters, but then not be able to move past this? Yes. Um, That's a really good question. Since day one, Sophia and I of becoming friends, there were a lot of personal things that strained the relationship and made the business relationship difficult. Um, We had very different relationships to our career. And when Suitman got involved socially, Sophia disappeared. Um, She wouldn't really come out with me a lot because Peter... I mean, from what she told me, Peter didn't feel comfortable with her going out without him. Um, And Sophia would rarely come out if Lauren and I wanted to have a girls night. She would sometimes come, but then like she would leave from dinner and just go to his place and like not come out and hang out and party with us. And so, yeah, I think it, it ever since he got involved, it sucked because our relationship socially we didn't really um, hang out and I had to go find like more friends and and just kind of make my own way in New York because socially my friend wasn't there anymore I know a few nights she was gonna like lie to him so that he didn't think that we were out and like I remember us being at the club and her like freaking out he was gonna find out and I'm like who gives a fuck take the vodka soda let's rage so yeah it fucking sucks I mean I think all of us can relate you have a friend that gets a controlling boyfriend and then all of a sudden they're like, M the fuck I A. And it, and it definitely takes a toll on your relationship. All right. This is the last question and it's going to be the longest fucking answer. And this is going to wrap up this whole fucking episode. But I think this needs to be said. Okay. Can you please elaborate on this partnership not being 50-50? Sophia says in her video... It was 50-50. You said it wasn't. Can you please elaborate? So I'm going to get into the weeds here. Um, Actually, not even the weeds. I'm going to get into the roots of this because I think that it is the only way that I can fully answer this question, Daddy Gang, on this topic because of how fucking detailed it is. And I think it's important, even though it's about to be a little long, So you guys can like be in it with me and experience what the experience was. In the beginning of Call Her Daddy, Sophia had no experience in the industry, um, no experience with social media, etc. And I want to be very clear. I don't blame her for this at all. But in the beginning, when it came to posting on social media, coming up with strategies, campaigns of how to get people to subscribe, how to get people to listen, how to get people to engage in our posts... I did a majority, if not all the work when it came to social media. And then I did the editing. um, And for the first few episodes, I came with all the notes of an outline of the show. And Sophia showed up empty handed, but was a great fucking talent. No denying that. So, yes, she didn't know how to do a lot in the beginning. But two years later, when it came time to potentially start a new show and we thought we were going to have to leave because Dave wasn't willing to negotiate and didn't want to give us our IP, 
Sophia kept saying how great it was going to be to go start a new show. Alex, we can do this. It's going to be great. We got this. Oh my gosh, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. And Sophia knows this for a few months when we were considering leaving, Sophia and I had very heated conversations where I needed to get very real with her. I would tell her, Sophia, honestly, I'm really fucking concerned about leaving because you keep acting like this is going to be a walk in the park. Like this is going to be so fucking great. But it's concerning because you don't know a majority of the work that went in and goes into starting a brand. And I think you're being way too idealistic about this. And I feel like I'm having to be the realistic one because I lived it. I was essentially alone for the first year building those social media channels while she would be asleep, while she was talking to a boyfriend. And for two years, when you said you were going to learn, oh, she always said, oh, I'm, I'll go take a social media course. I'm going to try to figure it out. She never did. Multiple times, I would confront Sophia asking her to pull more weight and she would say, okay, yeah, I'm going to, um, I'm going to get more into it. And sometimes she would come through and she would like post a meme on the caller daddy Instagram. And then another month would go and she would fall off. And I remember a specific day, her coming into the living room in our apartment and she sat down and she apologized, um, saying, Hey, I know a few months ago I said I would help more with social media and I know I haven't done that. And I'm sorry. And then like literally nothing changed after that conversation. Nothing happened. Like she apologized, but nothing happened. And I, so I told Sophia like, no shit. I don't really want to go start something new because I know what it takes and I have a feeling I'm going to have to build it again. And so why would we go do that if we can just keep it? If we can get call her daddy, if we can have one more conversation and Dave Portnoy offers us something, why would we go and start a new show? And Sophia just didn't get that. Why would she? In the beginning, understood. But when two years goes on and you continue to let your partner do a majority of the work, a majority of all the social media, the editing of the show, and you go take your smoke breaks and you go call your mom and you go call Peter. It was hard for me because, guys, it felt like not only was I doing a majority of the work, I felt like I fucking cared more. We were, we were constantly on Sophia's time and obviously on the internet trying to present a united front, a partnership, but it's like when Sophia started dating Peter, she would go on vacations with Peter. So we would have to pre-record episodes. Totally fine. You know, like, okay, great. We can totally go on vacation. But Sophia would never offer to do extra because we were having to do more in one week because of her schedule. We would have to double up on recording episodes. I would have to edit two episodes in one week. And I will never forget when she flew to Italy. It was either Italy or Bora Bora. And um, she left for the airport and the episode wasn't even fucking finished. And I had to sit and finish the episode by myself while she got in a plane with her boyfriend and left to go across the country. I'm not a fucking victim. I've never been a victim. But I think it's important for this to be said, Daddy Gang, because it's the facts. And the comments about from Sophia saying it, it was always 50-50 and the backstabbing comments. Here is my question. How do you backstab someone when you have been carrying them on your back? 
look, at the end of the day, working with a friend, extremely fucking difficult. When you have such different work ethics for a while, you try to make things work. You try to make things because what, what else do you have? You don't have another fucking option. So that is just me um, scratching the surface, guys. Just when you are probably all like, okay, we are not even at the deepest point. It gets deeper. Um, when it got worse is when Sophia came to me. It was at the end of our first year. And she said, Alex, I figured out how to make it 50-50. I'll take care of the business side of things. And what she meant by that was that Peter was going to take care of the business side of things. She would copy and paste um, his text about business, about us going and starting, how to start a new business, how to create an LLC and how to do a new company, etc. And she would copy and paste his texts and send it to me while we're sitting in the living room. I would read it and then I would ask her questions about it. And then she would be like, oh, uh, hold on, let me ask Peter. So really, it still wasn't 50-50. Because I essentially was getting into business now with Peter. It was kind of like, just have Peter send me those texts. Those aren't your original thoughts. I think it's really important to note that I right now am referring to our business relationship. But because our friendship was tied into work, it obviously affected our relationship. She was my best friend. But this at the end of the day affected was affected by our work relationship because our work relationship was so unhealthy and it flowed into our friendship I think this is important just to make a grand comment to anyone listening that I don't know where you guys work or what you're doing but I know there are a lot of young people that are getting into their careers and I think it's really important that hopefully this can help you You need to be mindful of who you are getting into business with. And if it does not work for you, if you are doing something and it feels very unfair to you, you are not getting recognition for what you do. You need to readjust and you need to reevaluate your situation because it literally, I promise you, will affect your mental health. Like it is the most draining, exhausting fucking experience, especially if you are in business with a friend. In the last year um, of Sophia, this past year of meeting Peter, Sophia became so hyper-focused on this one saying, and I was like, I will literally start screaming if I hear it one more fucking time. Sophia kept saying to me how the goal is she wanted to make money in her sleep. I want to make money in my sleep. I want to make money in my sleep. I want to make money in my sleep. And I'm like, sweetheart, (laughs) you got to first work to make money in your sleep. Like, we got to be realistic here. Like, come on. And I think that just through things like this and through everything I'm explaining to you guys, it just became clear month after month. We wanted fucking different things with the daddy gang, with the brand, with call her daddy, with our careers. And I am very aware you can't blame someone for not wanting something as bad as you. You can't make someone see value in something the same way you do, nor should you have to. When people keep asking on the internet, what happened, what happened? This is a huge part of the issue that I'm outlining right now. This changed things for me slowly, but it changed things and it weighed on me. And when we got close to losing Call Her Daddy specifically, 
I needed to make a personal decision for my career and what I genuinely thought was best for the daddy gang and the Call Her Daddy show. I feel like, well, I don't feel like I know. I've been living and breathing this show right now for two years. And I want someone to be a part of it that also feels the same. The fans deserve it. You guys, I am very aware. You guys live and breathe for fucking Wednesdays. You guys wake up and you know what the fucking day of the week is because the show drops on Wednesday. Like, I do the same. I know that Monday and Tuesday are my biggest fucking days. I put in the hours. I record the show, put out the podcast, and I know millions of people are looking forward to it. Whether you guys are listening to laugh, to smile, to help you distract you from whatever the fuck is shitty going on in your life, whatever it is. I enjoy that responsibility. Is it tough at times? Is it stressful? Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. Like, it's fucking hard. But this is what I've always wanted. And I couldn't be more grateful that you guys have allowed me to have this platform. I think it fucking sucks because as this got bigger, in my opinion, I don't know if Sophia wanted this as badly as I did I think when her boyfriend got involved oh fuck he wanted it Peter Nelson fucking saw it he fucking saw the value he knew he wanted a goddamn piece of this pie so this past year to me it felt like it was me and Peter Nelson and it felt like my friend was checked out almost every single time I would ask Sophia a question about call her daddy she had to pick up her phone, pick up her laptop, and call or text her boyfriend to ask him. Like, picture how frustrating that was. Every single time, we rarely would be able to have a business conversation about our brand, the brand we were in together, without asking Peter first. Hold on, let me ask Peter, let me ask Peter. I don't give a fuck about Peter Nelson. I don't care what he has to say about Call Her Daddy. Peter Nelson is not a talent in the industry. Peter Nelson does not have a public platform. Everyone behind the scenes can say that they get it. You don't get it. Until your face is on the fucking internet and you are the one exploiting your life, you don't get it. So when Peter Nelson became the person it felt like I was in business with and no longer my friend, the game changed, obviously. Peter Nelson, to me, he didn't give a fuck about the daddy gang. Why would he? His job is literally in business and money. So I'm so fucking thankful I was able to wake up and I could see that. And I was able to separate my personal relationship with Sophia from the business side and the people she was allowing to influence the brand and making it all about money. I'm sorry I'm ranting, but it's this is the truth. And I think it's important to present this to you guys and outline this for you guys because none of this business shit that I'm talking about can take away from the fact that Sophia and I were friends we had a unique relationship we were fucking hilarious together we were we had some great times together it was so fun at times but for a very long time I never knew if I would tell this full story and still, there are some details being left out. But I wanted, I hoped I would eventually get to tell the story because it weighed on me for so fucking long. And the only fucking people in the world, really, that knew this whole time about this story day in and day out was my family. 
my dad being in the industry is like, listen, you've got this, you grind through it, you do your fucking thing, you keep your head down and it's going to pay off one day. People will finally see the truth. You just got to be patient. And now I'm fucking sitting here on this podcast by myself. It's, it is wild. It is unfortunate. Daddy gang. Holy shit. Okay. Hello, it's me. Um, that was heated. That was a lot. And I think that I feel 10 pounds lighter. I feel like I just took a little poo and we're ready to move on. Um, I'm really, really, really looking forward to next week. I'm looking forward to this next year. I am looking forward to trying my goddamn hardest to making this the best show it possibly can be. And by doing that, I believe it is including the daddy gang into the show. Next week, I'm going to have a really, really um, amazing guest on. Dave Portnoy. (laughs) Dave Portnoy, I want him to come on the show. I think it'll be a nice little uh, cap off to this new season, this new era. Um, And so I want you guys to send in any questions you want me to talk about with Dave. We're obviously going to talk a little bit about the situation But I have some other questions I want to talk to Dave about. So make sure you tune in next week, guys. Also, if you want to be a part of the show, if you want to be on Call Her Daddy, go to our Call Her Daddy Instagram or Twitter or my personal Instagram um, or my Twitter. I'm going to post the link of where you can submit your story to be on the show. I'm so excited to meet you guys. um, And I think this is going to be fucking awesome. So, (sighs) Daddy Gang, I think... All that's left to say is I love you, and I'll see you fuckers next Wednesday. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Want zero dollar delivery fees? Try Dash Pass by DoorDash. Daddy gang, I love being home. I love to be cozy, comfortable, laying on the couch. I can't tell you how many times I need something, but I am too lazy to get up and get out of the house. And sometimes I need food or groceries, you name it. Dash Pass gets it delivered right to my door and yours too. It is only $9.99 a month. So I think it's a really good deal, Daddy Gang. So get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass and new members get a 30-day free trial. Terms apply. Sign up today.